It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast for uh, a Friday. Yeah. Weird Friday. I know, because we don't have a game, any games today, but we have games tomorrow. Yeah. So it's, it's been throwing us off all week. Double headers tomorrow, which is fun. Yes. Uh, I had a doubleheader last night that uh, I think is still going on, or at least it feels like to my body that it's still going on. <laughs> you had the longest softball doubleheader. You had the shortest in history, yes. and I had the longest in history. I was on the air, that including pre- and post-games, and both games combined for under three hours <laughs> for two games. And uh, I went like four and a half hours yeah. yesterday total. I was at home eating dinner listening to you. <laughs> for the games and we started at the same time yeah you you were like texting me a final score of your second game and i think i was in the second inning of my second game <laughs> something like that anyways it, it it was a lot of fun uh and algonac and richmond that was interesting we'll get to the softball in our second segment we'll start with baseball this time around because believe it or not it rained all day wednesday and we still got a couple of games in yes uh, and there's two things, one in softball and one in baseball, that I'm not going to have some hot take on, but one thing happened in both sports for certain teams that I'm I'm keeping an eye on because one I saw in person and one we talked about a little bit before, but interesting things are happening. Yeah, uh, and in uh, softball yesterday, it's not an area player, but it happened against an area team, a monster doubleheader that's just like video game numbers. And we'll talk about that too, because I couldn't imagine I couldn't imagine having a season like that, let alone just two games. Right. Anyways, uh, we'll get it all started in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. 
Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Okay, so uh, on uh, Wednesday, everybody rained out except the game that I was going to. <laughs> yeah, we had two games played on Wednesday, and one of them was Dennis's game. And it rained the whole darn time. I had, uh, like, uh, plastic bags over the equipment trying to keep it uh, dry. And, and here's the weird thing about it, Brady, is that I was warmer on Wednesday than I was yesterday. And it didn't rain yesterday. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, the other it was thing weird. you said to me is, what, the whole time you're driving down there, you're muttering to yourself, like, how the hell are we going to play this game or whatever? And then you get to Marine City and you're like, eh, it's a little wet. Yeah, it, it was It was like, so 
It was this titanic rainfall from Port Huron through Marysville through St. Clair and most of the way uh, down King. And I kind of got past Meisner, and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, it, it's not raining hard here. It's it's like just kind of sprinkling. It, it's steady. It's it's wet, but we can play in this. And I'm like, man, we're going to have a baseball game. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, and I kind of toweled off that little bench behind home plate the best that I could, wrapped everything up in bags. Fortunately, I never clean out my car. It looks like I live in it. Um, and so I had a lot of, like, stuff that I could wrap the, the, the equipment up. Uh, and we did a ball game, and uh, and Trenton Veggie really kind of starred for Marysville. And, and I remember Trenton because he pitched an inning at Comerica Park when we yeah, did that game against game Anchor Bay. last year that I think came up a little bit for Marysville last he, year, but not a ton. Yeah, and, and he was strong. He he went five, no runs, one hit, which we changed it to a hit because both teams scored a hit in their books because yep. I gave an error on the play. Gets thrown a no-hitter, ball hits the guy in the glove, make a play. Get get your pitcher a no no, uh, but at any rate, one hit, two walks, struck out five, and at the plate he added a double and two RBIs. Marysville had lost the day before thirteen to nothing, and I'd barely gotten the sentence out that the Vikings played their first game yesterday, and they're still looking for their first hit. And Porter Kays roped a clothesline into right center for a double. Went to third on a wild pitch, and the throw to third got away into left field, and he scored, and just like that, it's one nothing Vikings. Herdebees followed with a single. Owen Vagie hit a shot out to center that Zach Tetler almost misplayed. He had to jump up to make the catch. If he wasn't such a good athlete, it would have been a double or a triple. Uh, it's an inside-the-park home run. If he's if he's not just – Yeah, if, if it's not Zach Tetler – yeah. It's an inside-the-park home run there because he came in and the ball was taken off on him, and he just went up as high as he could go and snagged it. But then Veggie, Trenton Veggie came up and doubled in a run, and so Marysville's up 2 nothing before Marine City even gets an at-bat. And then Veggie went to work. He retired uh, nine of the first ten batters that he faced. He gave up a four-pitch walk to Jeff Heslop to start the second and then followed that up with a pop-out, strikeout, ground-out. Um, so he was fly-out, great catch, by the way. Vandy Viver let off the game with a shot down the right-field line, uh, and Cisco made a diving catch. Would have been a fair ball, uh, and probably it would have been at least a triple, at least a triple. Maybe an inside-the-park home run because you got a guy sliding on the wet grass right. into foul territory. He's not going to get up and get that ball. Yeah. Um, so that was the great play. And then Walker struck out. Distelrath grounded out. He gave up the walk. Pop-up, strikeout, ground out. Two comebackers and a strikeout to get through the third. The only challenge he had was in the fourth inning. Walker hit the ball to the third baseman that got scored the hit. Distelrath drew a walk. But then he got a strikeout of Heslip. Mm-hmm. Then he got a pop-out of Tetler, and then he got uh, Williams on a rather bizarre call. I think they ruled that the ball hit him as he was running out of the batter's box on a little tapper out in front of the plate. Initially, they called a foul ball, then they talked about it, and the inning was over. All right. so Those are always fun. And then in high school, you never get the actual explanation. So it's just like, all right, inning's over, I guess. Yeah, that's well, that. This is why I love Randy Shagney at, at Northern because he had one a situation in in St. Clair the other day where they called a runner out at first because 
uh, they put the yeah they put right. the player in illegally, and he came down to coach third base the next inning, and he actually I said what just happened, and he explained the rule to me while I was off air, so that when I came back on, I could explain it to everybody what had just uh, actually uh, happened. Uh, and then uh, five runs for Marysville in the third. The third was a nightmare for Marine City. I believe they made four errors. In the yes, uh, inning, and they're just Achilles' heel early. Yeah, season. Um, just uh, and, and and again, wind and rain had something to do with it. But still, when you're having a long inning like that, and your 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 pitcher is getting balls that you need to get outs on, he's throwing outs as they say. Yeah. Um, and and the inning just keeps going and going and going. You even had a sacrifice fly on a pop up to second. It was just one of those innings. Oh wow! Um, so five runs in for Marysville in the third. They added three more in the uh, fifth after the first two batters made easy outs. Jeez! Ground ball to short, ground ball to short, and then all of a sudden it was walk, single, 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 walk. And a, and a strikeout, and there was an error in there, and three runs scored. Marysville used four straight pinch hitters, and they went single, single, walk, strikeout. <laughs> so even the guys were coming off the bench in the cold and making contributions. Well, it wasn't that cold on Wednesday, was it? It was, it, 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 it was 62, which when you're wet, it, you know. It's playable cold. It's not why are we here cold. Yeah, and, and the wind was at my back. For that game. It was in my face yesterday, so that's a different uh, story. But uh, in the end, two hits for Porter Kays. He scored two runs. Uh, Herdebees had a hit and scored uh, two runs. Uh, Owen Vagy, a double, an RBI, uh, scored a run. Uh, Trenton Vagy had a, a double, scored a run, drove in two. RBI for Laubert. Uh, hits for Bowman and for Patterson. Patterson had an RBI. Uh, Jankowski had a hit and drove in two runs and scored a run. Um, and uh, Wyatt uh, Fayardo roped maybe the hardest hit ball of the game. He just came off the bench, one pitch, bang, into center field with a bazooka shot that drove in a a run so Marysville uh, I'm sure the the game against uh, Romeo was not fun they had fun against Marine City uh, in a five inning 10 nothing win on uh, Wednesday yeah it's funny Marine City and Marysville flipped fortunes basically from Tuesday to Wednesday they I mean Marine City looked seasoned they looked they looked like they were coming into a groove granted Heslop was dealing on the mound against Port Huron High but they're swinging the bats and then Marysville comes in after, I mean, you get no hit. That be honest, that's embarrassing. I know it's your first game, and I'm pretty sure that Romeo pitcher's a really yeah. solid pitcher um, from what I've gathered. But you still had a chip on your shoulder, and, yeah, you didn't have to worry about uh, hanging their heads. Is Yeah, they, they beat a rival. They do it convincingly, and, yeah, they just stop Marine City right in its tracks. They're a team I don't know if we'll figure out until like May fifteenth when there's a season, a week left in the season. Yeah, here's here. Like, I'm just being honest. I thought I'd see a ten nothing game, right, but I I way. I thought it would be the other way. I really just based on how things had played out to that point. 
Marysville the, hadn't played but one game. And yeah. It was the no-hitter. Yeah, and, and I, I'm just thinking, okay, they're not sharp, and to have to come back and to have to play on a, a rainy day. At their place. You know, it, it's like this This might not be uh, good, but it was really good for them. Um, and, and for Marine City, that basically their first snag. Well, and a lot of the um, names you mentioned for Marysville were guys last year that were that showed spurts they were the guys that the we talked about when dennis saw them when dennis saw porter Kays and owen vaggy they were roping balls into the gaps and when i saw them they were hitting fly outs and ground outs and weren't making much noise apparently they just need you to do every game <laughs> owen vaggy loves when i'm there he always hits when i'm there I don't know why it happened. And I've never talked to Owen. I don't even know if Owen knows who I am. <laughs> but, but when I'm there, he hits home runs. He hits doubles into the gap. Uh, he, he just plays really well. Apparently. So, yeah, they got one. In the south, they had a game going on. But up north, they had a game. Yale finishes the sweep over Cross Lex in baseball to start off the season. 7-3. to three, And the most notable stat here. Ten walks drawn by the Bulldogs in game in game two. That's that's a lot, you know. I, and I don't know if the weather was better or worse to the north, but on a wet, rainy day, we'll presume ten walks. Oh man, that makes for a long day. <laughs> it does. It does. And Yale, I mean, only put up five hits, but you get ten walks. And Croslex makes four errors. I mean, that's that's a recipe for success. You just have to do enough on the mound, and holding them to three runs was enough. Kavanaugh had the start. He was a little wild. He walked five himself, but then um, Coralden, I believe I'm saying that right, came in and four and a third innings, struck out ten. Kavanaugh struck out seven, so they struck out 17 Pioneers in a seven-inning game. Wow. Wow. Let's stay in the BWAC because the BWAC was nothing that we thought it was going to right. be this so week. The defending champs get swept to start the season. They lose 10 nothing and 7-3 to Yale. So now, again, early in the season in baseball raises the question. Is Croslex down from their losses or does Yale have a really nice team? And I think we'll have that question a couple other times. Uh, Richmond ended up sweeping Algonac and what eight nothing and then thirteen nothing was the score yesterday. Yep. Um, Tyler Schultz two for two for Algonac. That was their highlight. Uh, Hudson Davenport two hits, walked, drove in two. Trey Taylor had a hit, drove in three. Jackson Jones doubled, drove in two. Ryan Nettles had a hit and three RBIs, and he also uh, pitched well uh, in the uh, victory for Richmond. But we thought Algonac was a challenger, and Richmond beats them 21 to nothing in these two games. I think this was something you said on Monday's show. You said, well, if Algonac can maybe get a split or even if they lose but lose close, you go, okay, we might have something. But if Richmond dominates, that says there's some separation. I think Richmond, I know what Yale did, and we'll talk about what North Branch did, but with the pedigree Richmond baseball has and what they did last year and how they start off BWAC play this year, I think you have to say they are firmly the front runner in the BWAC because they didn't even throw Hitzelberger in the series. 
They threw Ryan Nettles, and he went three innings of three-hit baseball, didn't walk anyone, and struck out two. And then piecemealed the last two innings together. I, I'm guessing um, that uh, they're planning on Hitzelberger and probably Davenport uh, this weekend because they've got two with Liggett. Maybe that's what they want, just to see what they have because, well, now that Richmond's in D2, they wouldn't run into Liggett. Here's something, though. Um, Algonac has had the one meltdown inning. All 13 runs were scored in the second inning. And there were several unearned, weren't there? Yes, Algonac had four errors uh, pitching-wise, according to the Game Changer. Um, two of the 13 were earned. Wow. So what that tells me is they should have been out of that inning well before the 13 runs scored because isn't it if you make an error that would have ended the inning, any runs from that point on are unearned? Yeah. I believe so. So Yes. Um, uh, no, North, can't make mistakes like that against Richmond. North Branch's line yesterday against Imlay City, 20 runs on eight hits. Yeah, that was a big, big game for uh, a North Branch. They just put it on Imlay City. It was, yeah. 20 eight, to 3. Eight errors for the Spartans. Yeah. Um, they put up three in the first, 11 in the second, and six in the third. Wow. Uh, they scored 31 runs in that two-game series, uh, North Branch did. Landon Swoosh, two hits, three runs, two RBIs. Matt Duty, two hits, two runs, an RBI. Uh, Brady Mitchell, who had all the strikeouts in the first game uh, of that uh, series, had a hit and scored three runs. Brant Primo had a hit, a run, drove in two. Uh, Ray Sturzinski had uh, two runs and two RBIs. And Antonio uh, Soto scored a run and knocked in two runs. When you see guys with two and three RBIs and uh, – yeah, the the last four guys that I, I mentioned drove in six runs and only had two hits between the four guys. Yeah, eight different Broncos drove in a run in the win. Uh, and Emily City is struggling. They've played four games this year, and they are struggling. Haven't seen a seventh inning. Yeah, um, and North Branch took advantage again. North Branch took those two games by a combined 31-3. to three. So North Branch is one of the two things I talked about in the intro that I'm not going to say they're a contender for the BWAC yet or I think they have that they're going to knock off Richmond, but I'm going to keep an eye on them, especially because they have their series with Richmond next week. Now, I have no idea what happened again. Is MLA City just struggling? Do they not have the pitching or the fielding right now? Or does North Branch have a really solid team that did what really solid teams do and take advantage when the doors open for them? They'll have to go to Richmond next Monday. That's going to be a game I am very intrigued with. Yeah, you won't have to wait long to find out. Yeah, like you say, because that series begins on uh, Monday. All right, this is the other one that that threw us off because we both like Elmont. We saw them last year. We like this Elmont team, and Armada took both games uh, and they won in dramatic uh, fashion yesterday, nine to seven. Because I think they came from behind and tied it in the seventh. Yes, and then won it in in extra innings. Um, we don't have first names for Elmont. 
Yeah, I don't. The, the, the game changer didn't have. Well, Almont's game changer only has numbers. I, I please, at, please, please, please put in your names. <laughs> we don't know who number ten is. Yeah, we do know that Webster had four hits, a double, and an RBI, and that Cruz had two hits and drew a walk. And we'd like to give you first names, but we don't have first names for yeah. them. But you were right. Armada was down 7-5 to five going into the seventh. They put up two runs in the top, and then in the top of the ninth, scored two more runs there. So, Almont, um, I don't think this is an indication where Cross-Lex was mercied in a game, and then they walked 10 the other game. MLA City was mercied twice. Algonac didn't put up a run. Almont fought in both their games. They lost 9-7 in that one, and in the opener it was five three excuse me yeah they lose five to three in a game that they were in for most they were leading in the fourth inning at one point so I just think this was a closely played series that Armada got the better of Almont I'm not going to write off the Raiders yet but I'd like to see what Armada can do next week they uh they play MLA City so they're going to look to try to keep it rolling maybe get to four and oh in league and be, maybe be a threat in the BWAC. Yeah, see, the Armada intrigues me right now a little bit more than North Branch does just because of who they did it against. Like, uh, Armada just took two from Almont. That kind of opens my eyes. Uh, Zach Marcy, three hits, two walks, two RBIs, so he's on base five times in the game. Josh uh, Genuine had two hits, drove in three. That's a top-tier name, by the way. <laughs> That's an all-name team. Uh, Hunter Filber with two hits, a walk, and two RBIs. And you want to talk about names. Wyatt uh, Mozaluski, maybe, had a hit and drew three walks and got on four times, and I need a bandage for my tongue. Uh, M-O-D-Z-E-L-E-W-S-K-I. Mozaluski. All right. We'll we'll go with that, um, but uh, so I'm I'm keeping an eye uh, on Armada and uh, Brady's got an eye out for North Branch, but those were two teams that were kind of like we weren't shoving them to the side, but they were kind of under the radar because we're thinking Richmond, us. we're thinking Croslex, Almont, Algonac as the top four, and that got shaken up at least in week one. Yes, yes, it did. So all four BWAC series are sweeps. Richmond, North Branch, Yale, and Armada are all 2-0. Almont, Croslex, Algonac, and MLA City are 0-2. Next week, we mentioned you have North Branch, Richmond. You're going to have Armada, MLA City. Almont, Croslex could tell us a lot. These are two 0-2 teams basically fighting for their lives if they want a chance, if if Croslex wants a chance to repeat, and if Almont wants a chance to get what they were so close to last year, you almost have to go for the sweep. You can't accept a, a split and go to one and three. And then Algonac Yale. Algonac, I think, is a better team than they showed in the two games. Yale's two and zero. Oh. If Yale can sweep Algonac, all right. Now I'm might be buying a ticket for the Yale bandwagon as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you uh, totally. Yeah, that that Croslex Almont series, a split really doesn't help those two teams. No. You're 0-2, and we like we said, I imagine the BWAC champ is at minimum 11-3. And, and that's assuming someone can beat Richmond three times. Yeah. Because they're probably saying you're going to have to be 14-0 and 0 to knock them off. All right, the uh, the St. Clair Bats were booming this week against Oakland Christian. They had a little mini two-game series, uh, and the uh, the Saints 
took it to him 17 to 6. You said this game was played in Wixom. Yeah, at 8 o'clock at night. Oh, so that's yeah. fun. How about Logan Ellis? Six plate appearances, six times on base. We talked about it on base before. Jeez. Um, let He's got to have like a now. 900 on base now. It's got to be something ridiculous. Um, it's got to be at least 800. Yeah, Logan Ellis is now, I don't think that game updated in the game changer yet. So, But he had four doubles and two walks and drove in two runs. That's a lot of, <laughs> that's a really good day at the office. Um, all right, Logan Ellis is on base is now 762. That's that's ridiculous. And he doesn't even have the best batting average on the team. Although he's hitting over 300 now after a four. He's hitting 545. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he raised his average. I think it was like 286 when you gave the stats last mm-hmm. week, but his on base was just ridiculous. Uh, Jared Cramp, two hits, a triple. He walked twice. He drove in four runs. Eli Lohr had a couple of hits and drove in three runs. Jacob Turner had a couple of hits, drove in three runs. And uh, Cam Bleasdale got on three times with two hits and a walk, and he had an RBI. So those are the names, Brady, that that you want to hear when you're talking about Saints baseball. I mean, you, you know what name is missing is Cole. Right, and I, he didn't have a bad game against He just didn't have a game to what he was doing. Um, in the, that was what, the 17-6 to game, Cole went one for four, walked once, still had two RBIs, though. Yeah, so he he, he made his Scored contribution. Three times. They, they don't score 17 runs without him knocking no. in a run. No. <laughs> uh, so, that's. They're 5-0. and oh. Yeah. They are, they're. Playing really well to start the season. They came out of the gate maybe as hot as any team. The You know, and again, the, the I don't know much about Oakland Christian, but, I mean, they played Mooney. They, they've played some good teams here along the way. Yes. They're, they're not getting fat on weak opponents. They beat what? Mooney once, Northern twice, Oakland Christian twice. They have Lake Orion tomorrow. Now, if you're – I believe it's a doubleheader. If you go 2-0, yeah, doubleheader – at Lake Orion. You win those two games. All right, now we're really going. How about them Saints? How about them Saints? Uh, bad Axe and Marlette split a doubleheader yesterday. All Bad Axe in game one, eight to one over Marlette. But in game two, Marlette rallied. They were down big and they rallied for a 9 8 win over Bad Axe. Connor Kelly, three hits, two runs, two RBIs. Colin Miller had two hits, two RBIs. Ethan Marshall had two hits, two runs, and an RBI. Grant Roberson had a hit, scored twice, drove in two. Travis Fuller had two hits and scored uh, two runs. Uh, And those are uh, familiar names and and names that helped Marlette get to a semifinal last year. You know how Marlette won the game? Connor Kelly in the box, bases loaded, got plunked. Ouch. Game-winning hit by pitch, (laughs) walk-off hit by pitch. A walk-off hit by pitch. Yeah. It's a You're win, a hero. A win and a, it's a win. Yeah. And, 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 and it's an RBI. Yes, I'll it take is. it. I'll take it any way I can get it. All right. Uh, we had uh, softball as uh, well. Any uh, thoughts on, on final thoughts on the baseball? No, I'm glad we're starting to get in the swing. I think the MAC actually has another week before conference play. I'll have to double-check that, but... Yeah, I'm glad we're... Unless you're Marysville, and then you come right out of the gate and play everybody well, in your so- league right that's away. that's softball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baseball is... I don't know when baseball starts, but it should be... Um, 
I'm happy that the BWAC's getting going, and I'm glad we have a few surprises early on because it makes things a little more interesting. Yeah, it, it gives you something to, to keep an eye on some more. All right, we'll uh, start uh, in on uh, softball when we come back. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 Two five zero seventy five twenty. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services. Services LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacuorg forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee.
Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports podcast. Uh, And it's time to uh, talk some uh, softball. There was nothing on Wednesday, but it was a full slate yesterday and i guess we'll just start at the top of the list and and work our way down and the the first game i've got up there is marine city and northern five nothing the mariners get the win the mariners are pretty good team they are they're they're young i think they'll have their moments but they'll have their moments in a good way too okay when i say this i don't want people to think i'm saying marine city's gonna go and play for a state championship i'm not calling my shot right there but I, they remind me a bit of how Marysville played last year where they have some really nice players, but there's not one unbelievable superstar. Like if you asked 10 different people last year who the best player, who their favorite player was on that Marysville team besides the parents, you might get five or six different answers. And I think it's kind of the same with this Marine City team. They have a lot of nice pieces. Mackenzie Laboon, you talked about her, how she pitched out of jams against uh, St. Clair, against Northern. She does it at the plate. Three hits and a double. She was feeling it. And on the mound, Jocelyn Dietland, seven innings pitched, only three hits, three walks, nine strikeouts, two RBIs. Yeah, uh, you know I like Jocelyn Dietland. Uh, and Northern was coming off a game where they scored 11 runs against Cousineau. Yes. Uh, so Nor- Northern does have some bats in their lineup that can put the ball in play. So to shut them down like that, three hits, strike out nine, that's a pretty good performance from a pitcher who's not considered the number one there. Like, you've got Laboon, you've got Ricker, you've got Dietland. Like, they, they rotate three, four kids on the mound. So that, that's that's a pretty good uh, uh, day, um, and that's a nice win for Marine City. Yeah, and that's a league win 
for Marine City. They go get off to a one and zero start. They're three and one on the year, I believe, and their only loss was to Algonac, if I'm remembering yes. correctly. Yes. Yes. Um, they they had the one loss to to Algonac and uh, a big win over St. Clair because we know St. Oh Clair's no, they lost to Croslex in the opener too. That's right. Oh, that that was the game that they had the big yeah, lead they, and they let they it blew get a away. Nine, a, yeah, ten to nine. That will motivate you though. Yes, that's that's not a bad way to get because uh, uh, non-conference games don't really mean a whole lot. Not saying they're they don't mean anything, but they don't necessarily mean a ton and. Motivate you, get you going, because they've gotten some good wins over some local rivals. Yeah. All right. You uh, saw two yesterday. You weren't expecting to see two, but you saw two <laughs> yesterday uh, in, oh. in, in uh, between St. Clair and Marysville. Uh, <laughs> and also, your two games were played in like 45 seconds. Yes. So, okay. Let's – Um. this is just part of the joy of – being kind of at an amateur level um, where it's not as nuanced and not as controlled as um, professional sports. And I loved it. Um, I'm walking up. I'm walking up uh, with the guy who does the PA for Marysville, Brian Stoinoff, and we're talking. He says something like, yep, uh, you're ready for two? And I'm like, two? There's only one game today. He's like, no, there's not. There's two. I'm like, since when? He's like, I was told last night. I go, all right, maybe there's two. So I go and talk to Ryan Ratch. He's like, yeah, we're playing two. And I understand it. The way the weather's been, you get a decent day. I mean, it wasn't perfect. It was a little chilly and very windy. But they played two games. The first game was going to be their Mac White League game. And then they were playing a non-league game to try to get some other players some reps try and just get more reps for the players that have been starting because – not neither of these teams have played a lot so far so i actually didn't mind it and i especially didn't mind it where like i said both games were played in under an hour and 10 minutes each (laughs) that'll help hell they could play three if they wanted to (laughs) if they want to do it at this pace so the it was it was definitely the tale of two games so saint Clair had 10 girls on their on their roster so they had um their starting lineups were essentially the same for both games. Start with game one. Uh, it's Megan Lenarski versus Avery Paul, and I'm very intrigued because Lenarski, kind of a, a, I guess you call her a crafty pitcher, um, doesn't throw, doesn't overpower, but changes speeds, tries to hit points, and she pitched well outside of one inning. Both teams went one, two, three in the first, but in the second. Claire Borg led off, was hit by a pitch. Julia Schweighoffer hit a single. Peyton Malcolm got hit by a pitch. Then Aaron Saros and Maddie Cole each had RBI singles. Uh, Cole was thrown out on the bases, and I believe Saros was thrown out at the plate. So that was a three-run inning, and that was all St. Clair would need. They won 5-1. They added one in the third. That was unearned. Um, Laney Pavlo got on with an error, and then Avery Paul roped a double that I thought had a chance to get out. And in the fifth, they got another run. Uh, Hadley Schwartz led off with a single and then later came around to score on a Avery Paul ground out. But Avery Paul, it wasn't her hitting that was the story. It was her pitching. Now, this is a lineup, Dennis, that me and you have documented that the Vikings have that one through nine, even with some of the losses, are dangerous. Emma Curtis in the lineup. She would play last year. When she played, she hit. Kylie Parent um, is a nice bat for them. 
Megan Lenarski didn't hit a lot last year, but she can hit. Avery Paul absolutely shut them down. Didn't give up her first hit until Kate Westmiller came up in the bottom of the third inning. She had a single. That was the first hit she gave up. After that, she wouldn't give up another hit till Brandy Bissett in the sixth. She gave up two in the seventh, but ultimately it resulted in nothing. Uh, she got a double play ball, and then Kylie Parent, Hit an absolute rocket to center field that Savannah Clark took one step to her left and had, okay, game over. <laughs> and they won 5 nothing. St. Clair looked crisp. Uh, Avery Paul, while she only struck out three, she was not hit hard a whole lot. There were a couple. Uh, Caitlin Kane had one where it went the opposite way that resulted um, in an out. Kate Westmiller pulled one that I thought on a non-windy day, it hits the fence. If she has a little bit of wind at her back, it might carry the right field wall, but it was a fly out. So a little bit of bad luck, but St. Clair's bats did enough. They took advantage when Lenarski hit two batters and went up 3 nothing and never looked back. Now, Lenarski, after her, the second inning, this is what she did. Line out, reached on an error, double, line out, ground out, strike out, pop out, Ground out, single, ground out, single, ground out, ground out, ground out, strike out, fly out, single, sack bunt, ground out, walk, pop out. So after the second inning, that's a pretty good final five innings against yeah. a really good St. Clair team. She pitches to contact. Um, she's not going to wow you with 10 strikeouts and things that like Kirsten Smith would do because she was a power pitcher. But, but Lenarski just pitches to contact, and she's hard to square up. She doesn't give up a lot of hits where you go, wow, that ball was crushed. I guess if you want to give a comp like to Major League Baseball, um, if you watch the Tigers on well, last night, Thursday, how Zach Granke has to pitch now, where he'll strike out like one guy in 20 innings but give up like three runs. Yeah. That's how she pitches. She's not going to give up now. She, has, she can't hit the two batters. If she doesn't do that, I don't know what those at-bats come to. St. Clair still probably wins. But it's a little tighter. She has a little bit of room to clean it up, but she did well. 5 nothing. St. Clair takes the front end of the doubleheader. Then, St. Clair, as I mentioned, 10 girls in the lineup. Um, Savannah Clark had to leave and go somewhere, so she played like the first inning and a half, and then uh, Furlan checked in for her. So they had their nine, and it's the same order, except now Furlan is in for Clark. Brandy Bissett's on the mound, and this is a player who we didn't really see pitch a whole lot last year. She was the number three. I think I saw her in a tournament um, on a Saturday. Didn't really get a whole lot of time on the mound. And I'm like, I'm not sure what we're going to get. I know what St. Clair's lineup, excuse me, can do. And the game starts off single sack bunt RBI single. And I went, uh-oh, St. Clair might be uh, rounding the base pass. And then Bissett figured it out and locked down. St. Clair. She would give up just one walk and two base runners through the next, I believe, 14 batters. She gave up three, oh, excuse me, four hits after the first inning and shut out or gave up just the one run to St. Clair. And Marysville's lineup against Claire Borg, I don't know if it took them a little bit to shake it off because, again, this was their second and third games. But the first inning for Marysville, West Miller single, Bissett hit by a pitch, Walters uh, 
got on via the fielder's choice. An error kept the inning alive, and two runs would score. And then in the second, Kara Miller single. Ashley Bissett walked. Double from Kate Westmiller. Brandy Bissett single. Walters a ground out RBI. Caitlin Kane an RBI single. And just like that, Marysville's on top, and it felt like it was 2021 again, and they were in cruise control the rest of the way. Bissett would go seven innings pitch, the one run, six hits, one walk, seven strikeouts, and had three hits at the plate, Went, got on base all four times, scored three runs. She was fantastic. Caitlin Kane had a hit and four, uh, excuse me, two RBIs in that one, and Kate Westmiller had two hits, should have had a third hit. In her last at-bat, she had a rocket in between first and second, and it hit the um, runner going from first to second, so she Ouch. was called out. Yeah, it, would, uh, it, it was going through the hole, and it just hit the runner's foot. So she's officially two for four. Actually, no, that's a hit. Is it a hit? Yeah. I didn't know. No, the, I, I the, runner, the runner's out, and the batter gets a hit. I looked at uh, uh, Stornoff, I'm like, how the heck do I score that? Yeah, no, yeah, the the runner's out. You give the out to the closest fielder unassisted, right. and then the batter gets a hit. All right, so then she was three for four. Yeah. Okay. We'll clean that up because I've got yeah. different things up there. Yeah, anyway. I followed what you told me. Yeah. Whatever. I was probably I was probably tired at that point. I, I, <laughs> I was so full from eating my big dinner by the time you were done. I was... Yeah, I, I was I was going a long time. It was getting dark. I had a dark ride home, um, but we made it. Uh, and I'm going to tell you, and I'm not exaggerating. We had we had to have had wind gusts last night in Algonac up to 40 miles an hour. Yeah, I would say. I mean, at least in the 30s, because they, when you would hear it kick up, I was in the booth at Marysville. Me and 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 Brian Stornoff, shoulder to shoulder, but. I'm like I'm not sitting out in this wind. <laughs> you didn't have a choice, and when I was listening, I felt bad because you could just hear the wind kick up, and it was ridiculous. It it was so. Uh, I'm I was out in left field because everybody who was at the game, and there were a lot of people at the game, mm-hmm. but they were all huddled together in mass behind home plate, so there was no room behind the backstop. So th- there's an outlet on the scoreboard. I got about a hundred feet of cord so i plugged in moved over to left field the wind kept trying to close my computer like it was pushing my screen closed it was blowing so hard um and it was just crazy uh and it it didn't stop for both games that wind was blowing out and and i we we had uh, four home runs hit yesterday I thought we'd have twice that. I, anything hit in the air to the outfield, I thought was just going to fly out of the ballpark, especially with those two lineups. But we had some pretty good pitchers throw yesterday too. Uh, Shoeboy threw in both games for Richmond. Piper Clark also threw in the second game. You had Bomarito in game one for Algonac. And those are tough pitchers. To hit the to hit the ball in the air against. Yes, yes they're, they're, they are. They're strikeout pitchers. Um, in fact, Algonac as a team in the doubleheader, and this is a really good hitting team. They struck out twenty three times That's against Richmond strikeouts. pitching. Um, Clark struck out 
eight uh, in her four innings of work, and Shoeboy struck out uh, 15 in the two games, 10 in game one uh, and five in relief in game two. Bomarito struck out 11 in the first game for uh, Algonac. Reams pitched the second game. She had four strikeouts, but even that, that's 15 and 30, 46 strikeouts. In in a doubleheader, in, four, in fourteen innings, and, and and that's you know when the wind is blowing out like that, uh, that's what you uh, need. So game one was uh, was interesting. Algonac uh, uh, and and Richmond. Richmond scored in the uh, the top of the first. Kind of an an ugly run. They got a walk, couple of wild pitches, a single, uh, a strikeout with a wild pitch. Uh, and and it was one nothing Richmond, and they had second and third with nobody out. Uh, and Bomarito got a strikeout, strikeout, flyout to get out of the uh, the inning. And Algonac came right back in the bottom of the uh, first with one out. Ella Stevenson single, steal second, scores on a Bomarito single. Game's tied one one. Go to the third. Richmond gets an RBI double from Lauren Creon, a wind blown. Double. That was the one time that the wind really helped it. It was probably a on a regular day a very shallow fly ball to left hmm. that just kept going, 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 and landed about five feet from the warning track by the time it, the play was uh, done, uh, and that made it two to one uh, Richmond. But again, Algonac came right back in the bottom of the inning. Bree Thomason, she does not swing for singles. <laughs> she lets it loose, raked a double, and then came home on an Ella Stevenson double, and it's two to two, uh, and it stayed that way till the bottom of the fifth. Algonac got their first lead in the bottom of the fifth. Delang singled, stole second, and actually scored on a throwing error. Stevenson hit a ground ball to third, and they threw the ball wild to first. So it was 3-2 Algonac, but Richmond came right back in the top of the sixth. They got a single from Ashley Stafford. She went to second on a wild pitch and scored on a single by Abby uh, Reinhardt. Abby Reinhardt is a player we're going to keep our eye on this year. Brady, she's got a sweet swing at the plate and hit some balls hard. So it's 3-3 going into the bottom of the sixth. Uh, DuVernay strikes out, and the next batter is Sierra Vossler. Sierra Vossler was having... One of those days at the plate. She had struck out her first two times up uh, against uh, Shoeboy and really didn't have any good swings, really looked fooled. And she's like, I'm not waiting around. I'm not taking a pitch. I'm not falling behind in the count. She jumped on the first pitch and drilled it over the center field fence. Again, the wind maybe made it go a little bit further, but it, it's a home run any day of the week. Uh, wind or not, a little more pizzazz to it. Yeah, so four three for uh, Algonac, and that's the way it would uh, end up. Um, actually, Creon flew out to left, and when she first hit the ball, I'm like, "Uh oh, Richmond's going to take the lead here." And that was like the the ten seconds on the the day where the wind died down, and it just turned into a routine flyout. So Algonac took game one four to three in a back and forth 
Really good uh, ball game. Stevenson had two hits, got on base three times, scored a run, drove in a run. Uh, Vossler had the home run, and uh, Olivia Toit went three for three with a sacrifice. So she had three singles and a sacrifice, had a real good game. Clark got on twice and scored both times that she was on. Game two, they did that thing that I don't like. Well, We're, in league play, they have to to flip uh, home and away. I know, but I, I don't like it. You're 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 in Algonac. Algonac's the home team. I, I hate when the home team bats first. Well, it you, also messes up my scorebook. You also have to know now <laughs> that if it's a league game, that's why they do it. I know, but I don't have to like it. Anyway, I don't have to like it. I can I can be a grumpy pants. Any other clouds you want to yell at? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Armada went out one two three in the uh, the first, and that didn't happen a lot yesterday. There was base runners all over the place in both games, which is why both games took so darn long to uh, play. But uh, Clark drew a walk leading off the bottom of the first, stole second, uh, Thoit Singler over to uh, third, and with one out, Ashley Stafford laid down the suicide uh, bunt. And it was a great bunt. They tried to get the out at the plate, and it didn't work. And uh, Stafford actually ended up at second by the end of the play. As you do. <laughs> yeah. So it was a run in, and it was second and third with one out. But then Reams got a strikeout and a line out. Uh, Reinhardt hit it right on the nose uh, and lined out. Um, and it was one nothing Richmond after one. Had an uneventful second inning. Uh, in fact, uh, in the uh, top of the uh, the second, Clark struck out three batters, but one of them reached on a wild pitch <laughs> and got a comebacker. So fairly fairly quick innings uh, there. Then uh, Algonac scored two in the uh, third, uh, and it looked like um, through the first two innings, Clark was going to be untouchable. In fact, I kind of hinted uh, in the second, like, you get a feeling – and I got a feeling, but uh, Maria Simpson ended that feeling with a bomb to right center field. It's her second home run of the year. Again, this is your number eight hitter. Right. This is a kid that Simpson is like the utility player. She's a dream. She can play anywhere on the infield, anywhere in the outfield. I bet if they put catcher pads on her, she could do that uh, too. She played shortstop in the first game, third base in the uh, second game, and by the end of the second game, she was over at first base. Uh, and it was an absolute bomb. She crushed it, so it's one-to-one. They score a run on an error and another strikeout wild pitch thing. It was a weird day for that. Five players in the doubleheader struck out and reached first base. And those are two solid catchers, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, DuVernay's one of the best. Yeah. Um, it was just a rough day. So two one Armada going into the bottom of the third, and Richmond came right back. They got a walk uh, to Toit. She moved up to second on a wild pitch, and Lauren Crean singled her home. So we're two to two going to the fourth inning. Then in the uh, fourth inning, triple by Thomason again. She just takes wild hacks at the plate, but when she makes contact, boy does she hit the ball hard. Raked it down the third baseline for an RBI uh, triple, and eventually scored on a ground out by Simpson. So it's 4-2 Armada, and this is the first time all day long that a team has had more than a one-run lead against the other team. But then Richmond went off in the bottom of the fourth. They scored uh, five uh, times. They got a a double from Reinhardt to get it going. Then there was a walk, uh, a ground ball, scored a run. Then there was a pinch hit single by Katie Shoeboy, and then Piper Clark hit one over the center field fence 
for a two-run bomb that made it 6-4 Richmond and put them ahead to uh, stay. They tacked down a run in the uh, fifth inning with the help of some walks and some errors. The, the fifth inning, one, two, three, four, five, six players went to the plate. They did not get a hit. They got a walk and, and no hits, and they scored a run. <laughs> it was a weird... Weird inning, weird right. game. Stafford singled home uh, a run in the uh, the sixth, um, and before that happened, uh, Ellis Stevenson homered over the center field scoreboard by about 20, 30 feet. Uh, again. Had to just get one in. Yeah, the, the, the wind uh, might have helped a little bit, but it's at least off the scoreboard on a normal day. Like, she doesn't hit cheap home runs. She doesn't get cheated on her uh, swings. But 9-5, Richmond ended up winning the second uh, game. And, and when we made the final out, it was only like 8.30 at night, but it felt like midnight. Because you've just been there for so long. And, and it was get, really getting dark. Like, we would probably not, if, if we had to go to the bottom of the seventh, I'm not sure we would have been able to. Gotcha. So um, the, the game kind of ended right at the right uh, time, but it, it was what I thought I would get, Brady. I thought I'd see a split, and I did, and I saw two kind of back-and-forth ball games. Uh, you know, the in game one, nobody had more than a one-run lead, and they went back and forth. Each team had the lead. Game two, even though El- Elginac ended up losing by four, at one point they were up 4-2, and then Richmond had that big uh, five-run uh, inning. So, um these two teams are good. Um, were they perfect yesterday? No, there were moments in the game where it was sloppy. But again, Richmond had only played one game. So this was their second and third game. And you were playing in weather conditions that were kind of stupid. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, Algonac, I, I I love their lineup. One through nine, boy, can can they hit – um, and now that I've seen Richmond, because Richmond, there were some questions like, who's on this team this year? They lost six kids right. off of last year's team that played, that were starters. Um, no, they, they've just reloaded uh, again. Again, I really like Abby Reinhardt in the middle of their lineup. We know Piper Clark is terrific. Uh, Thoit and Creon hit really uh, well. Stafford's not your typical cleanup hitter. She's a little left-handed hitting catcher. Who looks like she's four foot nothing, um, but uh, again handles the bat really uh, well. Um, and and uh, again, uh, Telto and Ferrante didn't play in game one, but they played in game two, and they both contribute. And they were on last year's team, so they know how to win. Yeah. Um, and you've got Howard, and you've got uh, Coach Perkins, who between them have like ten thousand wins. Exactly. <laughs> so all right, well. Since we had two doubleheaders, you want to take our final break and then we can wrap up the rest of softball when we come back? Yeah, because there is, there is a lot more still to uh, to talk about. So I think that's a, a good plan. We can uh, regroup here and be back with the final segment in a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard,
Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, welcome back. Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And there's still more softball to talk about. There was a lot of softball going on. Where Who are start? these Crosslex pioneers? Yeah, that's another one that I'm not going to crown them by any means or or say how great they're going to be, but I want to keep my eye on these Crosslex pioneers. Well, I mean, again, the wins, they swept a doubleheader with Yale yesterday, and it kind of validates the Marine City win because you could go, oh, well, that's just kind of a fluke. That won't happen right. again. They but now I'm looking at it going, okay. And then they sweep Yale 9-1 uh, to one and 3-2. to two. And uh, it's it, it's interesting to see. Um, some familiar names in the first game. Riley Robertson was on the mound. Seven innings pitched, five hits. Uh, only walked two, struck out six. The one run she gave up wasn't earned, and she had two hits as well. Yeah, and and she's a, a little left-handed slap hitter um, who actually has a little power, too. I saw her hit a home run last year over the center field fence in Croslex, not a cheapie. Um, Julie Van Camp, two hits, two RBIs. Raina Johnson had a hit and two RBIs, and Isabella Piscina had two hits and an RBI, and these are all familiar names from last year's team that really struggled, but it just shows you when you're young – you don't really know. You got to give them time. Yeah, and then in the second game they win it three to two. Riley Robertson game winning RBI. Raina Johnson was on the mound. She went seven innings. She did give up eight hits, walked four, struck out four, but only one earned run. So she must have gotten out of some tough jams. Her defense helped her out. And if you look, and they're two and zero oh in BWAC play, and got a sweep over Yale now again. I'm not saying Cross Lex is going to be one of the teams playing in the last week of the season for a BWAC title. Probably not. I don't know. But am I at least a little higher on them than I was two weeks ago? Absolutely. Because clearly they've improved because they struggled last year. Um, they struggled defensively. Um, they struggled getting outs. They, they, they hit a little bit. They're a little more old school. The old school. It's only been the last couple of years yeah, like that the home run years. and slugging has become a big part in in softball. But but they're they're more traditional, uh, bunting, stealing, trying to move the runners over. You know, trying to manufacture runs because at least last year they didn't have a lot of kids that were going to slug the ball in the gaps or hit it over the fence like so many other teams were doing. Right. And speaking of hitting the ball over the fence, what the heck happened in the Armada-Oxford doubleheader? The, this is ridiculous. All right, o- Oxford won the two games, 16-13 slugfest in game one, and 14-13 they won game two. So they scored 30 runs yesterday against Armada, and one girl knocked in a third of their runs, mm-hmm. okay? In a, in a double header, Maya um, Spies, um, sorry, Maya, eight for nine with 10 RBIs. In the first game 
Brady, she went five for five, hit two homers, and drove in eight runs. They scored 16. She drove in half the runs. And then in the second game, she went three for four, a double, and uh, two RBIs. That That's a season for a lot of kids. Eight hits and 10 RBIs is a season for a lot of kids. And she did it in a, uh, a double uh, header. Armada did a lot of hitting in the first game. Natalie Sauer had two hits, homered, drove in four runs. Alexa Kanaki had three hits, scored four times, hit a triple, knocked in a run. Haley Schramm, two hits, two runs, a double, two RBIs. Brooklyn Pratt had two hits, a double, knocked in a couple, and uh, Leah Knock, which is a great name for a ball player, uh, had uh, a hit and knocked in two runs. Um, you, you know, I know that Armada lost a lot, but I see Kanaki, I see Shram, I see names that are familiar to me, and so it still makes me think that Armada is going to be in the middle. Shram threw, I, I think, two no hitters last year, one. and one of them was was no, like think, a short and perfect she game. Threw one last year. If I have to double check. I thought she had one, and then I thought I she had like a five other, inning perfect game or something that like that, there was or a, a three pitcher. inning perfect game. That was a different pitcher. I okay. thought. Uh, and then in game two, Bree uh, Faze hit a double and scored a run and knocked in two, so she was involved in all of Armada's scoring in the uh, second game of that uh, doubleheader. But, um, again, I, I don't know a lot about Oxford, but clearly they have one really good hitter <laughs> for <Right>. sure. <laughs> and uh, it's S-P-I-S-Z. So I'll say uh, Spies, but eight for nine in a doubleheader with 10 RBIs. Yeah. That's, that's Morgan James-esque when she <laughs> went on that tear last year. Um, so <laughs> but uh, uh, the, the, I guess the, the, the positive there for Armada, they did a lot of hitting in game one, but they, again, given up 30 runs, that's you got to clean that mess up. Yeah, that, that's definitely um, one of the uh, things you got to figure out. But they're, they're a team that's, kind of rebounding like you said from losing a lot uh their series with almond i believe was postponed and they'll play that at the end of the season okay so that's why they didn't have any league games this week uh tomorrow we actually have a decent slate of games there is and i know that uh, we're doing a couple of baseball uh double headers um, and let me I, let me pull up so that we can get the full uh, schedule. So I know here. you're at Richmond for Liggett and Richmond. Doubleheader starts at eleven, uh, and then game two is scheduled for like one o'clock. This is what we thought, what we were hoping the state championship would have been last year. We didn't get it, but we get it now, and we get it twice. Yeah, and, and it and it's it's all baseball tomorrow. By the way, the Liggett Richmond doubleheader. Uh, you'll be at PH. PH and Algonac. Uh, I think Algonac will come in in a testy mood. Yes. Um, you, St. Clair is going that's what, to... noon and two for me? Yes. St. Clair is going to Chelsea. Is that one or two games? Did we figure for that out? Baseball or... Yeah. Baseball, they're going to Lake Orion, I believe. Is it Lake Orion? Yeah, they're going to Lake Orion. Or maybe they're going there to play in a tournament because our no, original schedule there, had Chelsea They're going there it. for two against Lake Orion. All right, and then uh, I've got Marysville and Anchor Bay scheduled for tomorrow at 11. I believe that's going on. Um, but you know how schedules change. Yeah, um, two with Anchor Bay, uh, I believe at home 
against yep. Anchor Bay. So some doubleheaders going on around the uh, the area uh, tomorrow. Now I'm kind of in, intrigued uh, the to see how Marysville. Yeah, which one's the real yeah, Marysville? Wh- wh- which Marysville's going to show up? Because yeah, yeah, Anchor Bay is solid. The Mac White team. Yep, the they 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 play uh, well. Uh, they had a, a really good series last year with St. Clair that we went out and covered, um, and and they had a, a uh, he's not there this year, but uh, Dialka was like my favorite guy in the area last year after I saw him at Comerica Park. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he was a lot of fun. So it's going to be a busy day. Um, you know, uh, I'm a, I'm expecting to see Hitzelberger in one of those games yes. tomorrow, so I'm excited about that. Um, and, you know, I, I want to see Liggett. I haven't seen them, and I just know they're good. They have a lot of talent up and down that lineup. Yeah. Um, and like I say, uh, Algonac should have a, a burr in their saddle. You know what? And uh, PH hasn't really played a whole lot so no, far. No, I'm going to do their second and third. I did their first game against Marine City, so I'll get a good idea of what the Big Reds are going to be. Yeah. And, and anytime you get to spend an afternoon watching Amari Holler run around uh, a field, uh, that's not a bad day. Should be a fun one. So Yeah. So, couple games. Brady's uh, gets going at noon. My first game tomorrow is at 11 a.m. from uh, Richmond. You got anything else? I do not have anything else. That's that's probably a good thing because uh, we've been prattling on here like a couple of old timers for a while now. Um, so why don't I just uh, do this? Uh, wish uh, everybody a a good weekend and uh, enjoy your Easter Sunday. I know I'm going to eat like a, a pig, but I do that most days anyways. I don't really need Easter to be my excuse. <laughs> All right. You got anything? Uh, no, I think I'm good for now. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.